Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Dusty Granite. Dusty, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Excellent. Let's do this. Dusty is the managing partner of Digital Bridge Partners, a blockchain and crypto asset fund of funds, offering access to the crypto and blockchain asset sectors with the benefit of a diversified portfolio of funds. Excited to have you on. Dusty, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I have to say, married with two kids, loving and happy, because if my wife listens to this and it's not included, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Um, but I, I launched Digital Bridge earlier this year. Prior to that, um, I ran the Renewable Energy and Carbon Desk at BGC, publicly traded arm in Kenner Fitzgerald. I did that for uh, about four and a half years. Then I launched Bitcoin Futures for Kenner Fitzgerald um, about two years ago, and it became pretty tr- uh, apparent in the space that uh, lack of education for high net worth individuals, small family offices, um, just investors in general that weren't very deep into blockchain or crypto assets, um, there had to be a buffer. And I-, I think the industry as a whole does a fairly poor job of education Um, to people that are not extremely tech savvy. And I launched Digital Bridge to kind of buffer that and and help to educate people that I believe should have some exposure to the space, people that I believe will fundamentally in the long run want to have exposure to the space, um, but really launched a fund to fund for diversification to kind of dumb things down because when people are talking about blockchain and uh, private keys and, and all these really difficult concepts to wrap your head around. Um, my belief is if you're working with a an intermediary that can then hold your hand, educate, um, point out the right things and wrong things to look for in a new blossoming space, it could be a great investment. But um, with all new industries, comes with the positives and you know there's definitely some negatives in this space. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I I think that. You are right on the money, and I would have to imagine uh, timely. So if you would, I'd like to take a sort of a step back and get your opinion on why it is that, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I perceive that this space has just really exploded over the past, kind of feels like the year, year and a half. But is is, is that the case, or it has been around for, I know the Bitcoin's been around for a long time, but why does it feel like everything's really bubbling to the surface right now? Sure. Great question. Um, everybody, blockchain has been around for quite some time. It's actually a derivative of what's called tri-entry accounting, which has been around for over 30 years. But why has this become a super hot topic over the last year, right, 12, 18 months? And we've seen a massive appreciation in price of Bitcoin. And to the positive and negatives of this market, when we saw a, a major price appreciation of Bitcoin, one of the larger cryptocurrencies out there, or the largest cryptocurrency out there, we got a lot of media headlines, um, which is fantastic because it brings new innovators. Um, we've seen a ton of people leave investment banks and Google and and, um, and some of the, the top technology firms to go work in blockchain. Some of the detriment of the market also is 
you know, quick, fast money, um, appreciation of a thousand percent, it brings out some of the scammers. Um, and we've seen a whole lot of that. We see, you know, I would say over the last six months, most of the news is focused on the negative, but behind the negative, which it's hard for, I think most people who are just watching CNBC or Fox news, um, to see is brilliant people are moving into this space. Brilliant people are leaving their jobs at some of the best tech companies, at some of the largest investment banks, and they really see this as the future. Um, unfortunately, you do have the negatives, but once we mature as a market, and I think that's over the next two years, we're going to see some unbelievable projects that will really change how um, we do business on the day-to-day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what the future will hold, and, and I want to get your opinion on that in, 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 in a bit. Um, just curious how how your fund, if, if, if that's even the right way to describe it, how it actually works, what the breakdown of it is. In, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if it's sort of like a mutual fund, there's a small cap, large cap, and within that large cap mutual fund, 80% have to be invested in this, 20% have to be invested in that. How, how does your... Um, offering work? Sure. So we're, we are fund to fund. Um, we've diligenced pretty aggressively 187 crypto funds. There are over 450 of them out there. Um, what we have created as our portfolio is finding distinct funds that have a very specific strategy and are all out on that strategy. You see a lot of flip-flopping in the crypto blockchain space, whatever the new next hot topic is, you see funds, you know, swaying over into that area. Um, our goal was to identify specifics. So we have a quantitative group that literally is just trading off quant. We have a sentiment fund that literally is scrubbing sentiment off of Twitter, Reddit, um, every news feed, and trading around that information. We have a macro fund. Uh, we have a VC style seed and uh, a round investment group. Uh, we have a group that is five unbelievably brilliant computer science programmers or developers. They brought in a head of finance to help them. But the five guys that really run the technology investment process are so deep in the industry, they just see new interesting tech being evolved. And then they brought in uh, a finance individual to kind of help formulate that, that into a fund. Um, so we really try to diversify and, and diversify with teams that we believe are the smartest in the space. Um, it's difficult, right? Diversification, I think, is amazingly important this early on. And the example that maybe is a little bit overused, but I'm going to use it anyway, is this is the early stages of the internet. Uh, the Googles of the world no one knew they were Google yet, right? With Google, there was Netscape. Uh, with Amazon, there were there was Yahoo. Right. And um, you know, our goal is to kind of brush a broad stroke across all aspects of, of the the ecosystem, and hopefully, you know, find some of the Googles and Amazons of the world because you find one or two of those, and it doesn't matter if the rest fail because. Yeah, I mean, if you invested in Google ten years ago, you're you're probably pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's 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 probably true. <laughs> so, with 
artificial intelligence and just I, 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 I suppose that's that's probably probably what my question is how obviously you're, you're using that if if you're scrubbing social media sites like reddit or, or whatever else mm-hmm. so are is is your primary job or or your, your your primary task figuring out the best way to utilize artificial intelligence to look at this whole universe or how I, I, I'm not sure the best way to ask that question sure. how, how, how does that play in sure I wish I was as, as smart as uh, <laughs> the ability to know where AI should go and right. how it should be used um, really my, my job my, my group job is we find that people are who are that smart um, so one of the funds we're invested in, you're exactly right. They use AI to scrub um, chats and conversations, and, and this is a concept that has been it has evolved pretty aggressively in the equity world um, and traditional finance. And, and it doesn't work as well because in the equity and traditional finance world, institutional flow really drive market valuations up and or down. Um, in the blockchain crypto world, it's still a very retail-heavy type market. So chatter um, across the internet may be people saying positive things or negative things really can dictate where prices go. So AI is definitely used in um, a, a lot in, in what we're doing. And one of the major difficulties with blockchain is what is the valuation? Why is it important? And a lot of these projects, the valuation is how many people are using this blockchain? What are the programs going to be built on this blockchain? And I mean, AI is used all day to see how many developers are developing, where, you know, where they are located, what they're building on. So it, it is definitely a very futuristic concept compared to traditional uh, equity and finance worlds. Got it. If we fast forward 5, 10, 15, 20 years, do you think that people are going to look back and wonder why we lumped blockchain and cryptocurrency so closely together because they're going to be so different? No. <laughs> so so it's a very common question, right? Um, I, I hear a lot of people say, well, I love blockchain, but I don't like cryptocurrency. And I think this is an educational misnomer. Some cryptocurrencies are garbage. And I would say a lot of them are going to zero because they have no application. Some cryptocurrencies are used to maintain the blockchain. So maintaining the blockchain takes a massive amount of computing power. And I mean, no one does anything for free. So the beauty of blockchain is everybody can use their computing power to maintain the general blockchain. And the only reason why you're going to use your personal computing power or maybe you go out and buy 25 different Bitcoin quote-unquote miners, but the only reason why you're going to do that is there has to be an economics incentive for you to do so. And the economic incentive for you to do so is cryptocurrency. So I think what's really going to happen over the next five or ten years is – People are still always going to use, you know, I know me personally, my credit card, my Chase, American Express, whatever it is, um, Visa, you're always going to swipe that card. What happens behind that, I think, will be blockchain and cryptocurrency related. And I think the everyday individual who's probably not very tech savvy will, will see no difference in their life. 
the individuals that will see a major difference is when you go swipe your credit card rather than things taking three or four hours to go via SWIFT or ACH, there'll be instantaneous payments. So you're going to see vendors instantaneously receive cash for the product they just sold you. And that's a really interesting and, and groundbreaking concept. Got it. Nice. All right. So who who is currently your client? Is it a retail investor or is it an institutional investor? Sure. Um, so all my clients right now are high net worth individuals, accredited investors, and small family offices. Um, SEC, United States, uh, <laughs> rules on, on retail investors are very difficult. So, um, you know, we have minimums for our investment. Everybody has to be accredited. Um, but we like our product mostly because you get exposure. At the moment, we're in seven different crypto funds with strategies. We'll be investing in an eighth uh, later this year. And, and, you know, we like to build trust and, and talk to our investors a lot. As much as they have questions, I have investors that send me email articles every other day. Uh, wow. They're like, oh, NASDAQ's jumping into security tokens. Uh, I think three people emailed me that on Friday. And we like the dialogue. It's interesting for us because the more you, investors learn about it, the more they see the, the future and, and maybe even their industry being changed by um, blockchain and, and cryptocurrencies. Got it. And hmm, so looking into the future again, I have to imagine that there is just a, a massive influx of people trying to trying to get into this space, trying to do what you're doing. How do you see that trend trend going? People will continue to keep doing this and then a lot will drop out. Or do you think that the, the space is so big that it's it's kind of limitless? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I think we're in an interesting portion of the cycle. So the general market and the, the cryptocurrency market is down about 60% from, from January 1st. I think you're going to see a lot of smaller funds um, and managers who don't have the ability to self-maintain themselves um, go by the wayside while we're in this what we're calling a crypto winter. Um, the interesting part is even during this down cycle, we're seeing better and better managers and technologies come out, which that's really confidence building, right? If I told you another market was down 60% year date, do you want to go quit your job as a Google exec and go build new technologies? You'd probably say I'm crazy. Right. Um, in this space, we're seeing it every day. I mean, literally, you, you can go on the web and you'll see a Morgan Stanley banker or a Goldman Sachs banker. And um, I, I've said Google a couple of times just because I, I know a couple of people that have done it. But I mean, you name it, Square, Yelp, everybody, they, they're, they're looking at this as their long-term viability uh, of the next expansion of technology. So I, I don't think the best is in yet. Uh, I think a lot of the the weaker people in the space will start to uh, to go by the wayside. That's interesting. I'd not I'd not heard that it's being called the crypto winter. It seems to me that it's way too early in the process for for the whole industry or, or asset class to be 
experience in a winter, but you just never know. <laughs> it seems like it's so, it seems like it's such a, it's so much in its infancy and so much of his, uh, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. And totally. uh, some of it almost seems like a joke to me. Um, so it seems like it has a long way to go. Yeah, I, I think we do have an extremely long way to go. Um, we call it the crypto winter mostly because the market should not have ever Bitcoin should have not have ever traded all the way up to twenty thousand dollars at the end of last year or mm-hmm. nineteen thousand five hundred. Um, it should have been somewhere in that ten to twelve thousand dollar range. We're now trading at sixty five hundred dollars. The market um, moved downward and, and was somewhat. It was it was normalizing, and while it was normalizing, we continued to get more and more negative news out to the general public. And again, this is retail driven rather than institutional driven. Um, and, and when fear set in, it just you know it was a nonstop. It's a falling knife through. You know, it's like a hot knife through butter. I think is the statement. But um, you know, we we've stabilized over the last month or two in the six thousand dollar range. You know, fifty five hundred to seventy five hundred. I do think we start to creep up uh, a little bit in Q4, but really exciting things I believe are probably more of Q2 of next year. I'm not sure if uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum ETFs will be approved um, Q1 or Q2 of next year. That's going to be a massive confidence builder and will really help institutional banks drive into the market. We're seeing banks test the water a little bit, but... Uh, banks and true asset managers are, you know, tiny, tiny piece of this. The interesting part is Yale Endowment just came out. Um, they funded two crypto funds. We know North Carolina Endowment Fund, Harvard Endowment Fund, MIT Endowment Fund are all in the space. Um, I think it's the next wave a little bit more traditional asset managers moving in is where this cycle um blossoms or, or becomes spring out of winter and, and we get into a full swing again. Yeah, my, uh, I, I, I would think that that would help to legitimize it. Not that it needs it one way or another, but I think that would probably do it. So, yeah. Well, Dusty, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> In this space, uh, honestly, do your homework. Don't just throw money at, at at certain exchanges or certain coins because people are saying they're going up but they're not, you know, uh, it, working with trusted individuals that are doing their homework is really important in the space at the moment. Um, I have plenty of friends who are great Wall Street traders that threw money at a couple different tokens and coins because everybody else was doing it and they got burned. Um, but more so than anything, in a, in a new blossoming market, you really have to do your homework. And, um, you know, whoever it is that you choose to work with, just make sure you trust them. Well, that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So, Dusty, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? And where would you direct people if they wanted to do a little bit more homework in on the uh, space? Sure. Um, learning more about the fund is uh, www.digitalbridge.capital. Um, and to do homework on the space, Coindesk, www.coindesk.com is, is a pretty good uh, general news feed. Um, but honestly, reach out. I'm happy to talk to anybody that has any questions, maybe a potential investor or not. I'm just happy to educate people on the space 
and see where things go. Awesome. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Dusty your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to his website, track him down on social media, and I will make all those available in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Dusty. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!